um, I was on YouTube with my boyfriend and we clicked on the search bar mm-hmm. and you know how like your history pops down? Yeah. So the first one was like Doggett style. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, what, what were you researching? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. Welcome. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about the big C. The big C. Nobody wants to talk about the big C, but at the same time, there's a lot of interesting stuff to say about the big C. The big C yeah. being cancer. cancer. Canines. <laughs> <laughs> Double C. Canine Double cancer. C. Canine cancer. <laughs> um, there was a lot here. Okay, before we go into this like horrible, depressing topic, although it's fairly interesting too, which Vero and I are, are finding out about, um, I would like to just say that like four people are getting puppies that I know. It's like puppy fever, folks. Yes. <laughs> puppy fevers. Like three of my colleagues at work, one's getting a golden retriever. Who is that? Well, not th- th- yeah. Not me. It's, no, it's not you. I we all know about yours. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait for yours. But another one getting a golden retriever. Another one of my colleagues picked up her puppy. It's a sheep doodle last Friday afternoon. <gasps> I saw and, pictures. Yes, so sweet. She is the sweetest looking thing ever. And then another one of my colleagues is getting a Bernadoodle. One of my no babes. way. Yes. And she showed <gasps> me the pictures. I want one. I know. And they're I so cute. I want a cute. mini one. I know. I want a big one. You know me and my oh. big dogs. You know me and my I big know, dogs. <laughs> but there's this dog on Instagram. I think we've mentioned him on our uh, social snoots, like favorites. That, that dude, Finley? Yes. Oh, oh, oh he's the he cutest. He's so cute. He has put a smile on my face many times this week because whenever I'm at work or whenever I'm like doing stuff and, you know, killing time on the social as, as we do, I popped it up. He had a lot of cute posts this past week. He, he did. He got neutered. <laughs> yes, I saw that <laughs> with the cone of shame on. <laughs> yes. And the donut. Oh, I just I just want to cuddle him. He's so cute. He's and so And when cute. he's like running around and his fur is just like so Oh my god, and, uh, I know. I want to burn a doodle. I, I really Finley. am. Uh, that, Finley. You're Finley, so cute. <laughs> you got a place in my heart, Finley. Anyways. Yep. Nice, a nice little start to the show before we get into yeah. the seriousness of it so all. So many puppies. So I was telling so, Barrow this. Do you want to start, Barrow, or do you wanna I kind of want to open up just by yeah, saying go that? Ahead that this is a ginormous topic that we won't be able to just cover today. I was telling Vero earlier that I, you know, I was sort of busy with a lot of schoolwork and stuff and doing a lot of like, you know, stuff that required a lot of my brain power. And then I went to research um, for Let's Boop Snoots and thinking, you know, I'd find a couple of things and it would be like, all this is a very, this turns into a very scientific topic, folks. So when researching, it's heavy heavy content, heavy material. There's like a lot of people doing like cool stuff out there. Again, we're not going to even, we're barely going to scratch the surface today. I just wanted to put that out there as a disclaimer. (laughs) That's very true. There's a lot out there. It was, it was just kind of like 
I didn't know which site to look at. Like, yes, what do I focus on for this? Yeah. And then I felt like I, I looked at a million different things where, yeah, I, I am just kind of like scratching the surface. It, it takes you down the rabbit hole of the internet into canine cancer and like different people. And you certainly see a lot of the same names floating around. But yes. Yeah. When we were comparing notes, for sure. But I wonder how many more people are out there like researching this or trying new therapies and like, you know, sharing their perspective on like the science of like dog health. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yes. So I watched a documentary on Amazon Prime. It's called The Dog Doc. Mm -hmm. So this is a well-known vet called Dr. Marty Goldstein. He's an alternative medicine vet. He, uh, so he works at Smith Ridge Veterinarian Center. I don't know where that is. Is that New York? Might be New York. I don't know. Look it up. Uh, So Marty went to vet school. I call him Marty because, you know, he's not good. Uh, Marty went to vet school, conventional vet school because that's the only one there is. Uh, He became a workaholic. He ate a lot of junk food and developed a lot of like, like, um, like heartburn, lots of headaches. He became very like sickly. Um, He had chronic arthritis, bursitis, and he went to his doctor and they prescribed him antibiotics and steroids. So he was like, there has to be another way. So he started researching for alternatives. So holistic medicine, he researched um, homeopathy mm-hmm. and how uh, like better food can contribute to your overall health. Started eating better and all that and everything went away. So his immune system, he, he came to the conclusion that his immune system was not working correctly. And then he thought, well, if this works for humans, then why would it not work for dogs and cats and other animals. So what he does is that he focuses on the well-being, the quality and the quantity of life of the animal. In his center, he sees a lot of dogs uh, that come in with cancer. Dr. Goldstein is kind of like their last hope. So they've seen like a million vets. Um, They've heard of Dr. Marty Goldstein and then they go up to him and it's like, it's really their last hope. And it just feels, so I watched the documentary and it, it, it does feel like he does give them hope because he doesn't focus like on, let's, for example, a dog comes in with cancer. It's not, okay, I'm going to cure the cancer. It's more like, how can I make this dog better? Like his immune system to make him feel better and like combat the cancer. So it doesn't grow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for example, I think Heidi, you said you've seen this dog possibly. There was a dog that came into his uh, vet center. He had bone cancer of his jaw. So he had a massive tumor um, on his jaw. It was uh, infiltrating the bone. And for surgery, they would have to remove half of the jaw. But Dr. Marty Goldstein does cryotherapy. So that was something new that I learned. Like I had heard of cryotherapy, but not for cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what he does, it's kind of like a probe. 
and he puts it on the tumor or inside the tumor and he freezes it. And that kills the tissue, kind of like when you see uh, like really bad frostbites on fingers. Fingers fall off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, or the like, tumor or falls It's like off. what you use for, for warts, right? It's like you're, you're, yeah. free, you're like freeze burning it. Yeah. Exactly. So he does that on the tumor. It kills the tissue. The tissue falls off. And the tissue, the tumor decreases considerably with most of the tissue falling off. And then what he does is that he uses supplements, vitamins to boost the dog's immune system. And I think that also depends on like the type of blood work that comes that comes back. Um, He does mention that like every dog is unique and there's not like a recipe, one recipe for every dog. So it'll be like a different recipe depending on the dog's blood work, tests and all of that. He boosts the immune system of that dog uh, to fight off the cancer. And this dog did come back for a couple more treatments, uh, but he did live considerably longer than the other vets said he would. And there's other dogs that showed up uh, at his center, not with cancer, but with other diseases that other vets, conventional vets, told them that they might have like one week to a couple of months to live. And this dog lived for years with Dr. Goldstein just working with supplements and remedies in his diet to extend that dog's wellness. Like there was a dog that came in with kidney disease. Uh, He was diagnosed with renal dysplasia. So this was like a genetic disease. And so about like 15% of the kidney tissue was healthy. And they gave that dog like just a few weeks to live. And Dr. Goldstein just went in there (laughs) just with remedies and supplements. So I find it interesting and incredible um, just how the body works. Well, I think, and and that's the thing where it takes you down this scientific road. And I think people like, you know, sometimes like, you know, uh, turn their snoots to veterinarians as not like huge contributors to the scientific community, but they are, they're scientists. They are like the rest of us. And a lot of them, I think, are starting to conduct studies and stuff like that because they're finding value in it and there's value to be shared. But anyways, um, I didn't want to cut you off there. No, but but it, but when you fine. watch these videos, I could see to like the average person, like if you watch these videos, there where where it's like, and then he cured like the dog's cancer, but that's not what they're doing. So people no. interpret it as being it's just like when you watch an ad for a diet pill. Take this pill every night, and you'll like lose three hundred pounds in a week. Like it's like no, it's too good to be true. When we when we read things or we hear people making like these grandiose claims to something. It's, it's like, no, there's got to be a catch here. Like, are they trying to yeah. sell me on something? Are they trying to, you know what I mean? And, um, but with the people that I've watched, I don't think Dr. Becker is trying to, you know, make millions off of uh, people's love for their pets. I honestly don't. I think she's passionate no. about what she does. It shows in her history. I'm sure Marty Goldstein is the same. When people try a new method or a new treatment and they're finding that it works they're like it's exciting and you want to share it with like everybody (laughs) yeah and so this yeah sorry continue no no that's fine like uh marty goldstein like he's older Mm -hmm. and he started this like in the 70s so imagine like all the comments that were made about him at that time 
mm-hmm. about like his ways of doing things. Yeah. Um, I just watched a video of him. He's giving this talk and he said like in the 1970s, the life expectancy of a golden retriever was 16, 17. And now it's like nine or 10. Wow. Yeah. He had a golden retriever that lived till he was 19. What? Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. Hmm. (laughs) You got me, Marty. You got me. You got me. (laughs) And he talked a lot about vaccination during this talk. And as one of the influences of cancer, because he said there was a study in 1998. Did you see this? I didn't, but there was a lot of talk of that in the research that I did as well. Yes. Yeah. And it asked the question, uh, what did your dog die of? And 47% was cancer. That was in 1998. So it's considerably higher now. It's, it is the leading cause of death in canines. Yeah. It, it is the so, number one cause of death. Yeah. It is. So he did say like influences of that were vaccination, diet, and genetic. And he did say he, there's a lot of research on vaccines now. And he mentions that the dog's first vaccines can last for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Like works. Yeah. And he yeah. does he does say, like, when was the last time you had your polio vaccine? Exactly. Yeah. So the effects on the immune system of a vaccine can take over a month. So, you know, you get your dog vaccinated or your cat vaccinated. Um, and then you're like two months later, you start seeing a tumor and you don't associate the two because it's been two months. Uh, but it does take um, up to a month for the to have the effects on the immune system. And not to say that like vaccine cause cancer, um, but I think it might affect it. And it's the same dose for all breeds, for all animals. So breed, size, and age. So he says, like, you have your Great Dane and your Chihuahua, and they're getting the same dose. That's insane. Yeah. And he said the one dose. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, he said the one dose. Finish that thought. You were so still that I was wondering if my, like, (laughs) if my video jammed. Um, Sorry. (laughs) It's 10 times the potency needed to challenge the immune system of a Great Dane. Yes. So it's funny that you say this because one of my close friends, Marnie, her dogs, uh, I can't think off the top of my head how long they lived, but the vet that she was going to said, don't vaccinate your dogs. She never vaccinated her dogs. Because she, she again, and I think I spoke to this in an earlier episode, think about what you want to be doing with your dog. So if you're kenneling your dog up, absolutely get the kennel cough thing because like it gets passed around and my dogs have even gotten it from the dog park. If they're going to be socializing with other dogs, like plenty of other dogs, if you plan to go to the dog park every day, for sure. My dogs go up to the cottage. They drink literally like out of the beaver pond where there's like multiple families (laughs) of beavers. So, you know, they're going to be like ingesting like beaver poop. And so I get them like the lepto or whatever because they're drinking out of God knows what. But I think like 
so she never vaccinated her dogs and they lived to like extraordinary ages and her vet was very much against it if you don't if you didn't have to and um so it's interesting that you bring that up and i think that like you know in the north american world where being a veterinarian is is a business and they want to make money and like i don't know what science supported having them vaccinated like every so often or how much they even need it but i often thought that like 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 i think i mentioned this on an earlier episode too when you talk about ticks they said oh well there's a vac vaccination for ticks that you can give your dogs and i'm like really really because yeah there ain't one for humans <laughs> Yeah. There is no Lyme disease like a vaccine vaccine. So what are you putting in there? And what is your what is the sign? What it, show me your evidence? You know what I mean? Exactly. And there's titers. Titers yeah. that you can do. Titers? Teeters? Titers? Teeters. Teeters? Titer teeters? That's one of those. How that you can do and see and see if your dog actually needs a vaccine. Yes. Which I think is what I'm going to do after like the first year. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll get some teeters done. <laughs> some teeters done. But yeah. also think about like it. if you think about the vaccination process too, like with your with your dogs, it's almost it kind of translates sort of like into our, our COVID pandemic state right now. So uh, who's your dog going to be seeing? Are you going to kennel them? with how many other dogs or is he going to be in your bubble of people with dogs is he going to see mm -hmm. gibbs yeah he is yeah <laughs> is he gonna see gibbs and <laughs> becky yeah he is yeah you know what i mean so if you have the dogs in your bubble and you know where those dogs are and what they're doing yeah. then you you can assess the amount of risk involved in your dog getting disease but anyways we're we're, we're diverging down a vaccination path here but it's one we of the, the the many things it's like one of these common things that they just like throw at your dog so often and that we just do because it's it's sort of like the olden days where you used to go in and not question for one second what your doctor told you to do and i think exactly. people do yeah. that with their vets and and the um the difference between the veterinarians and the doctors is that the veterinarians it's there's no there's nobody governing them right mm, i don't i don't think yeah. they might they may have a professional body so if like you know there's a veterinarian that's literally like like injecting cancer into dogs and then making profit off of it i'm sure like somehow like they would be reprimanded or they might lose their license within their professional college but the, like they wouldn't go to jail I don't no. think. Do you think they would? No. Maybe for animal no, abuse. No, I don't think so. I don't Maybe. think so either. It's not like 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 actual physicians in the real world, right? And now, like, I find like the whole dog world like sort of behind the times and where we've come from because now everybody like there's joke videos about it that you come in and you Google your symptoms and you're telling your doctor what's wrong with you when you have like no medical school like you know and family physicians are like well what do you need me for like you know what I mean like you've figured it out <laughs> all on Google. your own on on the Google but the difference is is that they're the approach to the scientific research because like with humans it's way more ethically and morally uh substantiated or policed if you will than yeah. it is within uh dogs because at the end yeah. of the day it's a it's an animal right yeah and i mean you go to your vet and they're like okay distemper parvo lepto 
every year. Yeah. And then you kind of think, well, what if I don't? What if he gets it? You know, like the dogs cannot make a decision for themselves, which I find like humans is a little bit different. You can think Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. um, You know the risks. Whereas dogs, they rely on you to make the best decisions. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like super cloudy as to what the best decisions are. Yeah, it is. And it's it's overwhelming. And you may go to your vet and they say, "Um, yeah, we're going to offer you these vaccines every year. And then you say, no, like I do and say, I only want this one and this one. And depending on the vet, they may say, oh, do you want to know what? Think about it. If it was you, would you want a vaccine? And they pressure sales you because they're a business, right? That's why Mm -hmm. I left my last vet. It was constant. There's been an increase sales. of this. <laughs> yes, there's been an increase of this. Oh, do you want to want? He's looking a little heavy. Like we, I need you to buy this food from my clinic and come back for another visit so we can assess where his weight's at. Well, I got a friggin' scale at home, and your food is shite. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, that's a that might be another boop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but a lot of people don't know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I Googled because I was thinking about all of this and like um, what happened with Wiggum. Um, he passed away from cancer, uh, we believe, which I have no doubt that it was. And just like his health issues, like his itchiness and scratchiness and stinkiness and how like all these options were never given to me from a mm-hmm. conventional vet, like no one's ever mentioned like raw diet no or like supplements or gut health this is what came yeah up, like on this cancer surge and like before i think I, when we talked about um I, I think we were talking about q a periods and stuff like that or whatever in one of the most recent episodes or whatever and i didn't really understand what gut health meant and now i'm again i still don't fully understand what it means but i'm realizing that it is a whole like area of its own yes scientific area of its own and according to marty and i agree with this like nutrition is the underlying like problem of a lot of issues a lot of the cases that he sees yes so yeah gut health i think it's the same for humans it is it's like chronic inflammation Look, look at the documentary Supersize Me, where the guy ate McDonald's for how many months every day? And, and he went regularly, like it shows you right there. But that's, that's McDonald's, that's an extreme. But how, how many people are eating processed foods every day? Millions. That's why we mm-hmm. have di- the diabetes on the rise. That's why <laughs> cancer is... And cancer for the, us too. Yeah, big time. Oh, for sure. But like... I don't know if it has to do with like lifestyle and socioeconomics and we could like delve into like all kinds of like philosophies and like discussions here or whatever. But if people are not willing to do it for themselves, (laughs) are they going to do it for their dog? And I've only ever met one person that has. Remember, I think I talked to you before about the guy who I was initially buying raw food from and he had these beautiful like dogs. And, um, but yeah, you, you could tell that 
he wasn't paying as much to his own nutrition. <laughs> and I'm not going to say names Aww. on here. I don't want to insult yeah. anybody, but I found that interesting because here he was putting all this like time and effort into his dogs, but uh, forgetting about himself. I am researching all these like supplements and all that. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like mushrooms is like uh, to help fight cancer with dogs for dogs. And I've had like stomach issues forever. And I'm like, well, maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> eat some of these supplements. <laughs> I'll order two, please. Yeah. <laughs> I will take an Amazon crate full of mushrooms, please. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a very and mushrooms. Sorry. Just, no, no problem. Um, just so people know mushrooms, uh, they need to be cooked before you give them to dogs because they have this ink component. Um, it's like hydrazine, methyl hydrazine or something like that. That is very toxic. Unless so they need to be them? cooked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's specific mushrooms that help fight cancer. Yeah. So yeah, you need to be careful which one you give and they need to be cooked. But there's supplements that you can buy, uh, mushroom supplements that you just like put in their foods. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. So, do you have any more to say on about Marty? <laughs> no, Marty, my buddy. <laughs> Marty, your buddy. <laughs> um. So I, I guess I'll just walk you through the rabbit hole that I went down. So I remember um, when I, from previous research on previous episodes, um, hearing Evan Doggett, Doggett style training, um, talk about. Um, cancer because his 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 best buddy who has now passed on rush uh was diagnosed with cancer and i remember him talking about the products like i i think i made mention of it on the episode he was talking about products that he was using with his dog he talked about the cancer series and like definitely go have a look at it and that sort of thing so i was like i remember him saying that so i typed in like dog cancer series or whatever and I think like you have to purchase it or I think they're still working on it. And I think Dr. Becker is like involved in that project. But um, I went to YouTube and I watched this 20 minute video on and it was Dr. Karen Becker. It was uh, another veterinarian, uh, Dr. Joseph Mercola, and then another I think he's a veterinarian too, Rodney Habib, who has a um, a Facebook page or another page called Pause Planet or Planet Pause, I forget. So listening to them talk about cancer. So it's literally like it, the, the YouTube link is called Dr. Mercola discusses cancer and pets with Dr. Becker and Rodney Habib. So it's the three of them participating in this discussion. And uh, like, you know, I thought it was going to be about cancers and what treatments can we do? And, and again, about the raw food diet or whatever. And it went so beyond that, like so quickly where I was like, holy, holy crap, um, what am I getting into here? And they started talking about like the gut health and they started talking about, you know, ketoacidosis in dogs. And they started, so Dr. Karen Becker talked about this client that she had that literally did all their homework and was putting all the effort into feeding their dog um, a, pro a high protein based diet and would literally spend an hour preparing meals for his dog every day. And then came to her with uh, his dog diagnosed with cancer. And just like, I can't imagine how frustrating that would be because here you are making literally putting all your time and effort and money mm -hmm. 
and to making the healthiest choices for your dogs. But then they started talking about how the gut works and how cancer works within your gut once it enters the body and how your whole immune system responds to that. And she started talking about cancer cells and what do they feed off of and it's protein. So when you have a dog with cancer and you're feeding them like raw and this super high protein, you're actually feeding the cancer. And, and that becomes, so you need to make some changes and redevelop how you are going to be feeding your dog. They talk about how cancer is the leading cause. They talk about how, and, and, and like I just mentioned with this, the super size me, uh, documentary who any, anybody who hasn't seen that it's the guy who eats McDonald's for like three state months, like going to the doctor every <laughs> week, getting assessed on like weight, blood work and everything just as as you would hypothesize <laughs> goes according to plan which is he take yeah. he gains a ton of weight his liver is like shot his organs start and the doctor to the point where i don't think he's even able to finish his experiment like he's like yeah the, doc the doctor's That's like right. no stop <laughs> <laughs> and when you think about it like so many people th that's what we're feeding our pets every day mcdonald's right yeah that's right mcdonald's and it's like even in this past week my like i it was a, a week or two ago my dad comes to walk my dogs every day i've mentioned this so many times and my dad buys these disgusting garbage bags of, of bacon strips which i'm sure uh, it, it's like plastic <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's like flavored <laughs> plastic if we were to break it right down and I remember like Matt saying like, like to, to my father, he said like, you, you gotta, you gotta stop feeding that to my dog. Please stop feeding that to my dog. Like it's horrible. And he was like, ah, that's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So I went out and bought like our dehydrated liver treats and I bought a bag and I said, dad, I said, put this in your truck. And he's like, oh, you don't like my bacon strips. I said, no, I don't. He's like, well, what am I going to do with them? I said, oh, you eat them and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he laughed and accepted the bag of treats to keep in his car uh, very graciously. And so uh, I, I am hoping that my dad has, and I will continue to buy what I would like my dad to buy my dog <laughs> yeah. as a treat. But um, they're eating McDonald's every day. And that's what they said. How can you expect these animals to survive or even live disease-free when you're feeding them nothing but sugar every day. And that's what it is. It's corn, right? We talked about it on our nutrition yeah. episodes. It's corn syrup. It's high fructose stuff. It's like total garbage because that's what's cheap. And nobody's watching them do it. And they're making a billion dollars a day do selling it to us. Even if Ugh. it's 20 bucks a bag. And um, different... I, I'm interested to see where the veterinary world goes in the next 10 to 20 years, because I think yeah it's coming up a lot more, right? It's starting with the recalls and it's starting to like, we love our pets. We love them. And especially with this like younger generation, like I've seen studies show that instead of having children, people are buying pets. So it becomes yeah. like their children. People are valuing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> people are valuing their pets as if they are like a family member today we were, we were having a discussion in, in the lounge and I forget how it came up. We were, somebody was talking about how gross the lounge microwave is. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and we were having a conversation about dogs as well or something like that. And I said to one of the germaphobes, I said, you know, for a million bucks, would you lick the inside door of the microwave? 
And she was like, nope, I wouldn't do it. And I was like, I would do it for less than that. I'm like, let me at it. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, and somebody said, would you, well, Heidi, they said, would you sell your dog for a million dollars? And I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, that's like a tough question. And, you know, you ask a room full of people that and some people would be like, absolutely. Because I could get like 10 dogs. But I I don't think. But not the I same would, dog. It's not the It's not my Gibbs. I don't think that no, I, I don't think I, don't I, think I could I sell could do them it. for. No, I don't think I could sell them for a million dollars. I honestly don't think I don't think I could. No. I don't think I could. It's tempting. But anyway, so it'll be interesting to see where this takes us. That was like a little insight I had today in my lounge. Um, so back to this um, YouTube video with uh, these three docs that were chatting it up. So it got very scientific and they are still working on this series. And I would recommend watching it because, like I said, it's the leading cause of cancer and stuff like that. And many pets are having it. And then they started talking about the different ways to manage it. And I think that's what they're going to delve into, into this um, cancer series. And the cancer series might actually already be out because actually I don't know when that YouTube thing was filmed. Oh, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. So the cancer series is out, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Not checking my dates there very well. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, it was a quick 20 minute thing between these three dogs and it got pretty scientific. So I was like, all right, I'm going back to um, Mr. Doggett because I know that he had has recently experienced cancer with his pet and wanted to hear what he had to say about it. So then I watched a video. Evan Doggett. I love him. I love him too. Oh, Oh. me too. I think he's like just so down (laughs) to earth. He makes me laugh. Yeah. and And goofy. And it's just like, it's lovable. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lovable guy. The um, mustache and the long hair. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, like playing with his hair. He always plays with his hair. <laughs> it's kind always. of annoying. but <laughs> it, it, It's so funny. He said that like his mom told him his like mom? stop playing with your hair during your videos. And he's like, so I'm doing it just a spider now. Like he's so funny. But anyways, I, yeah, I enjoy his videos. So I, I have to I, say, sorry. No, no. <laughs> Can I cut you off one last time? <laughs> it's okay. Um, I was on YouTube with my boyfriend and we clicked on the search bar mm-hmm. and you know how like your history pops down? Yeah. So the first one was like Doggett style. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, what, what were you researching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. He's like, what? Well, oh, Doggett style. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Not even close when you actually. (laughs) Um, So I go back to Doggett style because he had this recent experience with with his dog. And I watch the video where he finds out that his like best buddy who he like, you know, started his business with like pretty much like got diagnosed with cancer. And it was like heartbreaking. Like Evan, who's a goofy and very funny guy as you carry along, is literally trying not to cry through this video. He's like, it's like, you know, how do you not get upset? And he's like, you know, but I'm not going to cry. He's like, because you can't like cry and make a video at the same time. You guys won't like, (laughs) but you can see him tearing up and it was like heartbreaking. And it it is because, oh, cancer is awful. We all know it. Cancer is awful. I work in the cancer institute within my city and cancer shows no discrimination to age or species or yeah or anything and it's and it's friggin horrible 
and uh, there's many different kinds and they can cause an array of different issues. So anyway, so started watching it and then he made, he, he always talks about this guy Pete on show and I was like, who is this Pete guy? And I thought that he owned a business that like did um, uh, a cannabis dog treats, but Pete is actually um, the producer of this Facebook page that's called the Ali's Canine Cancer Crew. And he's got quite a few followers on there. And so that's where the, that's one step into the rabbit hole that I went. So I found uh, Ali's Canine Cancer Crew page. And then on one of the first videos that this guy Peter has posted, he's interviewing this doctor, um, I think also from the States, named Dr. Margot Roman, who again, seems like a pioneer like in her her field and the two of them i only watched again 20 minutes into this documentary because it is very scientific but this woman had me because she was just and i said this to vero earlier talking about how the area of animals and the area of science have always been like sort of close to each other right like we use animals we experiment to this day on animals Actually, one of the residents that I worked with stole his dog from a research lab when oh, yeah. the project was yes, over. <laughs> so we we continue to experiment on on animals, right? And there's lots to be learned from that. And some people find that cruel. And like, depending on what it is, like, I don't know, we, we could argue that. That's a controversial topic. But she was saying that, like, you know, she's experimented with the different therapies in her practice. And she's wanted to collaborate with human scientists and nobody wants to hear it and it's like ridiculous because it's like there's yeah. so much that could be gained from each other oh we're trying that on humans well I wonder if it would work on pets or Definitely. I've noticed that this has worked when I'm treating this with these pets what do you think about humans because there's stuff to be shared and there's science to collaborate on so why wouldn't you but nobody's interested but she talks about all these different methods. And I think one of the ones that she pioneered and when you talk about gut health and they keep talking, like you'll hear this when you research all this cancer stuff is the microbiome, the microbiome, this, the microbiome, that blah, blah, blah. And anyways, she started this um, uh, process called microbiome restorative therapy. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. Do you want to know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> it's not mushrooms it's uh poop transplants <laughs> poop poop let's poop. poop let's poop snooze <laughs> <laughs> let's boop poop if we ever interview let's snoot poop <laughs> if we ever interview this woman on our show we will title that episode called let's poop snooze <laughs> because this is where she does her research and develop this thing and um i'm i'm looking on her website website right now and she has articles that can be shared and one of the first one is the article is titled eat shit and live <laughs> <laughs> perfect and so basically uh what it's about is it's replacing bacteria in the gut because you need good gut health and gut health um boots your immune system through the roof and it gets your GI tract going and it replenishes the bacteria 
and all that sort of thing. So like, like Vera was saying earlier when she talked about Dr. Marty Goldstein and how he tried this cryotherapy on a dog. So they start by freezing and like freeze burning the unhealthy tissue off alongside, I would imagine a therapy such as this, where you boost their gut health. So now their immune systems like, yeah, let's do this. You've just given them like an army and Mm -hmm. that pairing these different therapies that these vets who and and again you called it alternative medicine some of them call it integrative medicine and we do this on humans too i think it's exactly. for c diff for c diff we do exactly yeah when somebody is literally pooping their brains out c'est difficile <laughs> c'est difficile um they they started doing poop transplants and i'm kind of curious where did that like where did that come from first was that like was that shared science yeah. from like the veterinary community? Was it, was it not? Cause like, I, I don't know how long poop transplants have, has been happening in humans, but it would be interested to go back. It'd be interesting to go back and look to see who thought of this yeah. method. I don't think it's been that long ago. I, yeah, I'm not too like sure. Ten, I can't think. I remember hearing about it and being years? like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> But it's true, it happens and it's gross and stuff. But when you're learning about the science of the human body, or in this case, the canine body, she starts talking about all this stuff and that there's much to be had with these alternative or integrative therapies that they Mm -hmm. have. Um, She too, in this like short little video that I only watched 20 minutes of, and it's not short, it's an hour and 20 minutes long. I'm going to go back and watch a little bit more of it just because I didn't have uh, time this week, but I am definitely going to take the time to go back and watch because um, again, these people aren't claiming to cure cancer, but it's just like when humans are diagnosed, you can fight the good fight till, till the end. And it at least gives you more time. Exactly. And and with your with your bestie as sad as it is and um she talks a lot about how like right now it's it's i'm trying not to get too like theoretical on you guys here or whatever but i'm sort of taking schooling right now but you get into a routine practice of doing something anyone out there who's a professional knows that you will routinely practice something so long that you forget about why why am i doing it this way and is there a better way out there and i think that's what like these some of the pioneers like marty and dr margo roman they started this back in the 70s and people probably thought they were like nut jobs cray cray yeah yeah but it's it is i think gaining traction in the canine world but she talks about how you so you're petting your dog you find a lump on his side you go to the vet they're either going to say, oh, well, maybe it's an infection. And what are they going to give you? Antibiotics. She's, she talks about how many pets have are put on antibiotics in, the, in like the first five years of their life. Antibiotics. Antibiot- it's a standard treatment mm-hmm. that they just friggin' throw at you before even knowing anything about what's going on with the dogo. But again, yeah. maybe people don't want to explore that because veterinary medicine is freaking expensive owning a dog is expensive exploring these different having blood work done is expensive having an x-ray is expensive and people are always looking to do the cheapest thing which also uh, maybe i'm going on too many tangents here but i wonder if this is also a reason why people are investing more in the pet insurance um aspect of things because i remember us thinking like is it worth it and how is it that they have this many clients because like so many people don't but maybe people are making i think also like for me, 
So my dog has an infection. Mm-hmm. Do I go with do I go the antibiotic route, which will most probably work? Yep. Or do I go down this other route that's um, not well known, don't know mm-hmm. if it works, yeah. and then I spend more and more money? Yeah. But the more I learn about this other route that's not well known, the more it's interesting. And I'm like, oh, like maybe maybe this is like the best route to, to try because antibiotics are not are hard on the body it's they're hard on the human body and I can just imagine but on a when, dog's body but when you t- talk about thinking um more upstream from that it's how do I prevent the infection in the first place and it's by yeah. a healthy nutrition and maybe giving them stuff mm-hmm. to prevent it to begin with you know what I mean yeah because again dogs are naturally uh exposed to different things or different stuff but anyways but if you're feeding them McDonald's every day how good is their immune system going to be how good are their liver enzymes going to be how good are their kidneys going to be functioning and now you get into multi-organ like failure so it does it starts with nutrition and they'll say that every time and one thing that I thought was like very uh in the very sad video that I was watching with poor Mr. Evan Doggett is um, he was saying that he was putting all this time and energy into like he started going down this road of like of therapies and alternate routes to treating them and what can we do here and that's why he talked up like Pete like big time and I think who's a follower of Dr. Margot Roman and I'm sure he researched it and he bought all these different therapies for his dog and he was trying all these different things and he said don't forget to spend time with your pet at the end of the day don't turn the cancer into a pet project where you're not enjoying your pet. They still want you right. Hanging out with them and and doing all the things that you used to do. So I thought that was a very nice reflection of of his in the video that I watched. So cancer sucks. Uh, It totally sucks. And it's interesting. Anybody that you know, that's had experience experience with cancer, whether it be a pet or whether it be a human, um, you you can understand that it turns into the fight and that the treatment and you're so focused on this to the point where the person who's actually suffering from it is like, I don't even freaking care anymore. Like I just yeah. want to enjoy the rest of my life. And it get and sometimes if it gets too far gone, you need to start giving up the fight and start taking more um in uh control over things like pain management and quality of mm-hmm. life in the final days. So yeah ag- again another sad thing to think about but I wanted to end it on that note don't forget your pet's still with you until the end they're not yeah as Evan said they're not dead yet (laughs) (laughs) but yes um a good start on the big c topic yeah we'll have to do um episodes on all these like different different aspects different things research and therapies yes therapies 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 um i would like to watch the cancer series together vero yeah oh my god we're gonna need a box of kleenex again (laughs) this is gonna be another (laughs) or maybe not ugly crying session (laughs) it might be super scientific and again if they're trying to sell you on it i think it's gonna be a lot of more hopeful stories like what was the name of true what was the name of that pulpe that went to dr marty that went to a good old marty scooby maybe there's i think there was like pd and then scooby well way to go scooby and pd you know 
Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't win it in the end, but it gave them some more joyful years. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's all we've got to say today on Let's Boop Snoots. <laughs> Let's Boop Snoots. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you next week. See ya.